0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 15 of the Cap City Sportscast. My name is Callahan Steed. I cover the Monona Grove Silver Eagles, the McFarland Spartans, the Cambridge Blue Jays, and the Deerfield Demons.
1: I'm Peter Lindblad. I cover the Wanakee Warriors, the Forest Norskis, the Poinette Pumas, and the Lodi Blue Devils.
2: And
0: I'm Ryan Gregory. I have Sun Prairie East and West, as well as Marshall and Waterloo. Well, I'm excited today, boys. Uh, you know, normally we try to... Around the horn and just kind of shoot the breeze a little bit, but I don't know if we're <laughs> going to have the time for that this week just because we <laughs> it got, ran out last week. It, not only, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not only that, but also we got an action packed episode of just uh, a bunch of other winter sports previews that I want to get into and do a, just kind of a deep dive preview of. So, if you're wondering, hey, where do I get my basketball previews at? I know there's a lot of good teams in the area, I want to get a preview of it. Well, check out the last episode of the Cap City Sports Cast, that's episode 14 uh you, that's where you can find all your boys' basketball and girls' basketball needs there. But this week, uh, we've got some stuff to talk about. So we still have wrestling to discuss, boys' hockey, gymnastics, boys' swim. We're just going to try to hit on all the stuff that we know and, yeah. I'm basically excited for it and I'm ready to get into it so we're kind of discussing um, a little bit about what sport to talk about first and I think we kind of agreed upon that wrestling is going to be the first to discuss and I'm excited about it because last year it was my first year covering like winter sports like ever as a sports editor and so I didn't know a whole lot about wrestling basically mm. never you know like I went to like one meet in high school but like other than that I didn't know really too much about it but like now it's like now I know what to talk about with wrestling so <laughs> I'm excited to talk about it and so you all kind of have I feel like a couple of decent wrestlers from the area so I guess Ryan I'll start with you cuz I'm sure Sun Prairie east and west you know with the split and everything but also to the smaller schools like your Waterloo and Marshall you know those th- three sport athletes that's how you become such good athletes is uh, on the wrestling mat as well, too.
2: Absolutely, and you know, Sun Prairie's lucky that East and West are remaining as a United co-op this year.
0: Oh, yeah, this oh. is the rare one mm-hmm. where they, okay.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about a co-op as well when we get to boys hockey, but um, yeah, it's East and West are staying combined for a United team in wrestling. They didn't quite have the numbers to split them up yet. I think that's the the, the hope eventually, but for right now, they're going to be Sun Prairie United. And that's great news for them because they got three returning uh, wrestlers that went to state last year, including a state champion. And so uh, on the boys' side of things, Chris Anderson made it to the state semifinals in the 106-pound division. Uh, I think he could have won it all, but he had a shoulder injury that he was kind of nagging from sectionals. And so he bumps up to 120. This year looks to be, you know, he was a captain last year as a sophomore. He's a junior now. Looks to be, you know, a real headliner of that program, even in one of the lighter classes. Now on the girls' side, Sun Prairie sent two girls there. Uh, Sof- Sofina Bicino, uh was a sophomore, made it to the finals of the 165 pounds class, ended up bowing out there to a very talented girl from Horicon. And then uh, senior uh, Bopa Quintana won at 114 last year. And so she's the reigning champion remaining in that uh, weight division, and she will uh, hopefully be making a return there. And it's uh, a cool scene with girls wrestling now because now we have the state finals are in lacrosse. It's at the Cole Center like with the boys, kind of as it's supposed to be, and they will actually have regionals and sectionals unlike last year where it was just a state ti- a state title it felt a little shoehorn last year now it feels more official the IA the WIA is kind of taking the girls more seriously which is very cool to see this year
0: yeah and so I went up to that state tournament uh last year up in lacrosse uh which I I will say I did enjoy it just being a one-day tournament as yeah. a, you know a <laughs> sports writer that had to travel like a three hour journey for it. It was nice that it was just the one day, but, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it was a lot of fun being up there. Uh, the last time I was up in lacrosse was February, 2020. So going up there at like February, 2021, I was a little concerned about what might happen, you know, or, or no February, 2022, excuse me. Um, where I was like, Oh man, I really hope not a repeat of what happens again in the world, you know, after, you know, February, 2020. So went up to lacrosse, um, uh, and it was a lot of fun up there. Uh, obviously, Fun little college town in between, like uh, the semi fun before they got to the uh state champion or like the championship matches, which I thought they did a really nice job of. You know, they build it up to a big, you know, grand stage and everything. Uh, I was able to take a little break and head to one of the uh, establishments and get a nice uh, burger and everything like that. So nice. Shout out to that place, (laughs) but but no, it was um, a lot of fun to like talk with like the the or like see the wrestlers and everything. It was super cool that like state wrestling for girls has gone like that far like in high school it wasn't like anything that i really thought of and then you know you would kind of hear about like an occasional like female like winning like uh, a boys division or something like that and then just to see where it's like oh wow they have a whole state tournament for it so it was a lot of fun and uh, yeah definitely enjoyed it very much is there any other wrestlers that you wanted to hit on i uh, mean to cut you off yeah <laughs>
2: just no you're fine just a couple more from united um they, they have a, a a handful more guys that made all the way to sectionals last year with guys like Parker Olsen, uh, Isaiah Horan, Jackson Johnson. And so uh, they, were, they were very young last year and they look completely rebuilt. And um, the coach is very excited about uh, what, what that team can accomplish this year. And the same goes for Waterloo, back to back Capital South champions over there on, uh, out there to the east. And so they were the same kind of situation where they returned just about every major point scorer for, a la- for them last year. They have uh, Trevor Ferrari back, who was a state qualifier as a freshman, battled injuries as a sophomore, looks to lead that team along with guys like Jacob Soder, uh, Ryan Sturgill, and so uh, Waterloo looks to make it three straight in the Capital South. And um, like I said in my um, in my previous story about them on uh, in the Waterloo Marshall Courier, it looks like they have the talent to do it again. And uh, over at Marshall, you know, it was a kind of a rebuilding year for him last year. Uh, they're still kind of trying to find the pieces, but Grant Chadwick is a name to keep an eye on. Uh, made it made it all the way to the too late in the sectionals last year and, uh, you know, looks to build on that again this year uh, up in the uh, 220-pound division.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Peter, do you have any state-returning wrestlers at all or anything like that?
1: Um, Yes, I do. Uh, I'm going to start out with Lodi um, because they returned Zane Licht, uh, a state champion last year, um, probably – He's going to be either wrestling 152 or 160, um, state champion at 152 last year. Um, he was Lodi's first state champion uh, individually since 2009. So, Which is surprising uh, was, to hear with yeah, how good Lodi is. They yeah. are. That's a, that's a powerhouse program. Uh, so And he's uh, committed to wrestling at North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he is. And it's a program on the rise, as he said. They upset Nebraska, who I believe was ranked 18th. Um, earlier this month so um, however uh, now Lodi has a big group uh, I, I've been in that wrestling room it's kind of packed it's a small <laughs> wrestling room but it, it's packed but they did lose uh, some guys uh, Chandler Curtis who's now wrestling at UW Oshkosh and Parker Heinz, who's been uh, you know a real mainstay for them uh, the last four years um, so um, but that coach, Cody Andrus, you know, he always has that team aiming high. And, you know, they finished unofficially second as a team at the individual state title uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, championship or uh, state meet, as he's uh, fond of saying. But they, they missed out on a trip to the team state, um, which is interesting <laughs> considering yeah, right. they finished second overall <laughs> uh, individually. But uh, And then in, in Wanakee, um, they have Jack Schweitzer back, state qualifier in the middleweights um they have bigger numbers this year uh they got 33 kids out so um so they have a little bit higher hopes uh, last year was kind of a rebuilding year for them but they've got uh three sectional qualifiers back um colton Necvidal, uh gabe garalski who was their leading uh point getter um last year and jackson lenzendorf uh heavyweight um, plus, uh, they have guys who, who wrestled last year uh, who gained some, you know, some really good experience in Dane Spencer, um, Harrison May, and Joe Caney. Um, they did lose Caden Hooker, uh, who actually, he, he was their best wrestler last year. Uh, he, he went down with an injury for fairly early on in the season, and he still led the team in takedowns. So. <laughs> um, and they also lose uh, Robert Lafredo and uh, Jaden Fry. And talking about uh, big losses, uh, Poinette loses Cash Stewart, a four-time state qualifier. Mm. Uh, His first time in school history. He's wrestling college as well out west. Um, He was a state champion as a sophomore. Um, They do have Ashton Meister back. Um, He's in the middleweights. um, uh, The Pumas sent four individually to state last year. Uh, One of them has gone, Owen Barr. But Jackson Geithner is back, and I believe he was their heavyweight last year. Um, DeForest uh, had low numbers last year. Um, they had two uh, standouts in Brody uh, Hemauer and Elijah Bauer. Um, both are, I believe, both are graduating. I know Elijah is. Um, they both took second at the conference last year and went to state. Um, six of their nine uh, wrestlers placed at conference. Um, they also lost uh, Jacob Larson uh, to graduation, who, who uh, kind of he really kind of came on for them last year. So it, it'll be interesting to see um, uh, how they've kind of built up too, to see if it, it, you know if they kind of improve on their numbers as
0: well. Yeah. So uh, with me, I don't have uh, really much uh, like state returners, but it's been kind of interesting that the past uh, couple years, the Monona Grove slash McFarland Co-op, if you know we're talking about co-ops, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, that is what, uh, the MGM program is, uh, I believe 2014 was when it first got introduced, so still a fairly, uh, young co-op, but, uh, past three years, they have had, they have sent a wrestler to state, um, uh, so Zach Gunderson in 2019, Christian Schlitt in the 2021, 2020, 2021 season, um, and then, or no, Gunderson was, uh, 2020, I should say, um, and then, uh, Gunther Switzer uh, in 2022 also won. So what I'm kind of keeping my eye on is who's going to be that one that uh, goes to state and kind of keep the trend going. And uh, for me, it's just kind of tab to uh, Jaden Dunman uh, who wrestled last year and got third at sectional so I'm just mm. kind of thinking like all right like I should see him continue to progress and I think it would be obviously you know want to send as many kids to state as possible but it would be kind of hilarious if that trend kept going of just sending one just, just one yeah. to <laughs> state so but uh, Jaden's got all the talent in the world to do it I think he was second on on the team with wins he was an honorable mention at one point. Uh, in the state rankings for his weight class, so just a lot of talent there. But then also, too, they got some other kids uh, coming back as well, too, that went to sectionals. I think it was their largest uh, sectional uh, like appearance like for wrestlers uh, in program history, so they sent eight of them uh, to state in between uh, Gunther, who has graduated, so Switzer has moved on, uh, and then Jaden, you also have – uh, Brandon Dyer, Gary, Russell uh, at sectionals, Jacob Bonjour, uh, Cade Rucks, Luke Rucks, uh, Andrew Malley, and uh, Joel Carls, um, and yeah, I think that was all of them that I had, I was trying to remember off the top of, the top of my <laughs> head, but they got a lot of talent there, uh, so I'm looking forward to see what happens with that co-op and uh, what they do, and then for Cambridge and Deerfield, they're both kind of the same thing. Uh, there wasn't, like, you know, they showed flashes last year. They had a couple of kids, especially Deerfield. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, Hayden Frazier and Bryce Eikhoff, uh, who wrestled, you know, both had, I thought, very strong years last year. Uh, I think Hayden was first on the team uh, in wins, and also, like, uh, yeah, in wins, and I think Eikhoff was first for total points. Um, so those are, like, kind of two guys I have my eyes tabbed on. You know, I think they also, too, they have a more – uh, like wrestlers out this year as well too. They didn't have a whole lot last year, and they had uh someone miss time with them. They had a couple of injuries as well too, which makes sense with wrestling. So they have yep. a couple other guys that I'm kind of like keeping an eyes out for, and then also too, Cambridge um was kind of the same thing a little bit. They they really didn't have like like big standouts that like went like far in sectionals. Um, uh, Jamina. Lom Presley went to sectionals uh, at 285, I think it was. But uh, there's a couple of like, kids that I think could have solid years, Clayton Stengem and Aiden Spurley, both had uh, respectable uh, finishes at conference. Uh, I think both were in, like, top five for, like, their weight class at least. So those are just kind of some of the kids that I have my eyes tabbed on. But also, too, like, you never know, like, who, you know, gets, ta- like, who improves. And, you know, you never really see, like, like who, who rise up and the reason why i bring that up is because uh to transition back to monona mcfarland switzer at one point his freshman year only won four matches uh so to go from you know winning four matches uh to them being a state fine like wrestler like you know improvements there so it's just one of those things where it's i'm not writing any off any of the wrestlers but it's just like you never know what'll happen, and so to transition, you know, from one uh, individually, uh, but also a kind of a team sport to another one, we're going to go to boys swim as well too. Uh, Ryan again, Sun Prairie. What's the co ops or what's the uh, situation looking like there with the split?
2: Yeah, no co-op here. It's going to be the same as girls swim in the, in the fall, where the boys and where the boys at East and West will swim individually, and so um, East looks to have the, the early advantage here as far as returning talent goes. Um, if if you follow Sun Prairie swimming, you know the last name Bratz. It's um, it, it his, uh, sorry Sun Prairie East has Bennett Bratz Mur Bratz, who is a returning for his junior season. His big brother Ethan is now swimming at UW Green Bay. Um, he's a state qualifier in the 200 medley, 200 freestyle relays, as well as the 200 individual medley and the 100 breaststroke. I mean that 200 medley relay team took third at state last year, and he was the, I believe the second leg of it. I believe his big brother was was the anchor. And then they also get back junior uh, Trevor Nicodemus, uh, who qualified for the 400 freestyle relay team, th- which also took third, and 200 freestyle and the 500 freestyle for him individually. And also uh, Sean Gillet is back, with uh, who qualified in the 100 breaststroke last year. And so East looks to kind of hit or hit the ground running, hit the pool swimming, whatever you want to call it. But um, Sun Prairie West does get back. Uh, Jonah Gunnick, um, who qualified both in the 200 medley relay team, just like uh, Bratz did, as well as a 100 backstroke and 200 free, and uh, we'll, we'll get to see these teams against each other pretty quick because Sunbury uh, East is ho- is hosting an in- an invitational uh, this coming Saturday, December 3rd. It'll include both Wanakee and Minota Grove, so uh, e- everybody will learn a little bit a little bit of something about their boys teams this weekend.
0: Yeah, I always uh, I remember talking uh, with Coach Chaddish uh, last year, who was in charge of the MG boys swim program at the time. Uh, and she was super excited about the Sun Prairie Inventational just because of how huge of a meet it is. I think even like kids from like from Iowa show up to the. Oh, wow. To like. Yep swim there and so tiny pool huge meat every year i'd <laughs> oh, d- see that shocks me that some prairie ha- has like a small pool i yeah. thought they'd be like a big you know no it's like a corner of the high school really yeah. no kidding oh man like, west is pretty nice it's <laughs> a new one <laughs> oh that's what i figured uh, the
1: forest is nice too those know, schools
0: when they the did the like the upgrades they've know. all kind of followed the same like model where it's like you know space is nice so yeah, yeah. you know add on that little extra and i've shot at large pools and i've shot at smaller pools and let me tell you i enjoy shooting at larger pools where i don't have to fight people to try to get a good shot <laughs> yeah, especially i'm less worried
2: about other people i'm getting my shoes wet shooting it. well
1: <laughs> yeah so I'd running around the pool yeah. and afraid of slipping
2: yeah, yeah
0: and like i'm always afraid i'm gonna drop my camera yeah, in there and yeah. then also too, like you know like The uh butterfly, the butterfly, like when like they come when it's you know it's just it's like a whoosh of (laughs) you know things and.
1: good good it's like that
0: just every time we're also on the uh, unbelievable we're in the little backup studio at the Sun Prairie Media Center so yeah (laughs) um do you got Waterloo and Marshall don't have a swim team right nope okay so you are good there
2: done with swimming
0: (laughs) take it away (laughs) yeah so um I'll just briefly touch on McFarland and MG they have a couple of swimmers coming back McFarland's more on the uh, beneficial side of having like a large amount of state returners come back. Uh, Patrick Zabawa, Load Lane Hall, Shane to Peace, uh, Shane to Beast, I should say, Luke Morrison, and Spencer Phillips all uh, swam last year and come back this year. And then, uh, Monona Grove's a little bit like different because they had a large, uh, class that graduated and are now swimming collegiately. Uh, but Hayden McGlynn and uh, Ethan Johnson are two guys that come back from the state team, and then they could also have a couple other guys that mm-hmm. have some strong pieces. And then Jefferson, Cambridge, same thing as Monona Grove. They graduated a large amount of swimmers. So, like, Trevor Lato is the only one that comes back there with – or not Trevor Lato, I should say. Trevor Lato broke the school record for Cambridge – at the state swim meet last year. He has graduated, but his younger brother, Roman, is now uh, coming back as a senior, so keep an eye on him. Uh, Peter, uh, did you want to, like, briefly hit on your swimming teams? Um, actually,
1: like I'm going to uh, claim that my dog ate my homework when it comes to boys <laughs> swimming. I, I'll, I'll have... I'll have more later.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Some of us got to see just kind of how things <laughs> progress as yep. things go on. And that's and the same thing with me, too, because I haven't seen really any of the results <laughs> yet. But we'll get them when we get them. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to Boy Swim. But also, too, uh want to briefly hit up gymnastics as well, too. Peter, I, I think uh, you're going to have to claim that your dog ate your yep. homework on that one, too. All I know. Uh, Hungry Dog. I've
1: got uh, Wanaki and DeForest Co-op, and they have uh, new coaches this year. So ah. that will be interesting to see um, what they can do.
0: Yeah, so um, I'll briefly hit up uh, Monona Grove uh, because it's just uh, McFarland does not have one, but uh, Maya Tweedy, uh, very solid gymnast for the Silver Eagles. She qualified uh, at state last year uh, and uh, medaled in the beam as well, too, and just had a uh, just all wrong, just strong year, but also too like a strong performance at state as well, too. So, I'm kind of having a feeling that I'm going to have to take another trip up to Wisconsin Rapids again for the Division II uh, tournament just because I have a feeling that Tweedy's probably going to make it up there. And then Jefferson, Cambridge, uh, kind of more on the Jefferson side for, uh, like, gymnasts that are going to have strong years. But uh, Alex Ostapowicz and uh, Summer Hable are just kind of two names to keep your eye on. Uh, Ryan, though, I'm sure Sun Prairie going to be good again this year.
2: <laughs> I'm booking my ticket up to Wisconsin Rapids right mm. now with this team. Whole, I, I may not be more excited about a winter team this, this year than I am about the Sun Prairie gymnastics team because uh, same situation as wrestling. They got to stay united, and so both East and West will be con- uh, participating together this year. And so last year, you know, they took seventh as a team, um, and they bring almost everyone back from that squad. They lose Chloe Knerschiel and um, Natalia Figueroa. Everybody else is back. Sophia Clark, they're all-star. Uh, eighth on beam, 19th in vault in the state meet alone last year. She's joined by Martha Gelker, uh, Avery Greenberg, Carly Gross, Cassie Seigel, Audrey Seafeld. I mean, that's that's more than you need for a varsity five, and they all had such great experience last year. Uh, not not only in just uh, specific events, but due to different injuries throughout the season, we're able to get all-around experience all last season. And so um, I'm, I'm very excited about this team. And, you know, if it wasn't for uh, Verona Edgewood being in the same conference as them, I'd, I'd pencil them as conference champions right r- right off the bat, but that is such a a dynamic program that I think that they can actually go head-to-head with this year and uh, and really compete with. And so it, it, I'll, I'll be watching them this weekend. I'll be out at their 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 uh, first Invitational this Saturday. And I'm very excited to see, you know, they looked so, despite being mainly sophomores and juniors last year, looked so ready for the for the opportunity even at the state meet. And so, you know, with another year underneath their belt, I'm very excited to see what United does.
0: Yeah, it's so kind of like what I discussed uh, earlier where it's like, uh, I didn't know really a whole lot about, like, wrestling and then, like, getting into it and then, like, seeing, like, the success and, like, kind of having to get up to speed pretty fast. Uh, Gymnastics was kind of another sport where it's like, I don't know much about this. And (laughs) especially (laughs) the same thing with you with Sun Prairie with, like, how good they are. And it's like, well, we are going to have to learn this and we're going to have to (laughs) learn it like the back of our hand fast.
2: Their coach, Shannon Molly, was awesome, though. She really helped me like Like, you know, she understood that I didn't know a whole lot about it, and she got me up to speed pretty quick and helped me a lot with my reporting. So I have to give her a shout-out. Yeah,
0: yeah. also shout-out to – I'll give a shout-out to MG as well, too. Like, they were really good at, like, getting stuff in, like, right away, basically. And was just like – Oh, yeah. And I just basically kept it, like, kind of, you know, this is who scored the point like points, like, Mm -hmm. you know. Like, I didn't want to be, like, you know, like – didn't want to do a disservice. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, I don't want to, like, show my hand where it's, like, I don't know a whole lot and then like, <laughs> look like an idiot when I write in it. so it's, like, we'll just keep it kind of, you know, basic. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but, uh though we're going to get into boys hockey though um cuz that's the last sport that we have to talk about. It's nice I think we're going to make it to the end here on time so uh I'm excited about that. But Peter, I know you really haven't had a lot to discuss, but I'm sure all your teams cuz you, <laughs> co- you got the you got the call. No,
1: I'm going to take off the I'm going to take the last 10 minutes. Go now, for it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I I've got uh two uh boys hockey programs, um the DeForest uh boys co-op uh, which includes DeForest, Lodi, Poinette. Um, they,
2: uh, and
1: struggle. Waterloo.
2: Waterloo's got a player on there too. Waterloo got a player on there. Yeah, and no. oh. Lake Mills oh. as well, Lake too.
1: Oh. I'm sorry. I, I'm just concentrating on my. Schools,
2: no, no. I I, yeah, I sorry. know. That's, the, that's <laughs> the primary part of the co op, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> but uh, Coach Brent Richter, um, when I talked to him before the season, he said the team was going to be really fast um however they are off to a rough start <laughs> this year they're 0-3 <laughs> and, and they've been outscored 28-5 to 5. so um Oof. most recent game they lost to McFarland 8-1 to 1. um they lost uh, some key players from last year Alex Rashid um who I believe is a really good defenseman um they lost their goalie Alex Kaminsky he was one of the best goalies I think in, in the in the conference uh Bobby Shaw good goal scorer good scorer uh, Preston Nichols also um you know, was uh, up front, too. Uh, they do have some returning guys, Gabe Larson, uh, Caden Leatherberry, uh, Dean Rupert, and Sam Bachman. They'll provide uh, experience and talent. Uh, yeah, that's what Richter said. And um, other guys uh, returning include R.J. Uh, Annan, Trevin Lloyd, William Eckstein, uh, Avery O'Day, Chase Meyer, uh, Carter Brown, and Logan Meyer. Um, for Wanake, um they are—it's it, an interesting situation there. Um, longtime coach uh, Eric Olson stepped down uh, recently, I believe, uh, was replaced by Kevin Stormer. Um, they've started out the year two and two. They are the defending uh, Badger East champs, but uh, they lost a lot to graduation. They lost 15 letter winners from that team that went 25 and four overall and uh, 12 and zero in, in conference play. And were obviously the conference champs uh high scoring team last year man they were high flying and that's always been kind of the the way with Wanakee they love to get up and down the (laughs) ice they can they can fly and they've got a kid who can really fly in David Emmerich you might recognize him from football wide receiver uh I think he's only about 5'9 but uh man he he can really skate he He's got four goals to start the season, so he's off to a good start. They brought back uh, uh, Jordan Bavery, uh, add some veteran savvy to the blue line. Um, Stormer, you know, despite all losses, he thinks Wanakee is in good position to to get the conference crown again, but uh, he's thinking that McFarland's going to give them (laughs) a big run and uh, look out for Beaver Dam, uh, who could uh, – Give everybody a a tough time. Yeah,
0: it's funny. Beaver Dam, like, they're hit or miss on some sports, but hockey, um, softball, and girls' basketball, I think, were like their sports where they're like, they are pretty, pretty solid. So, mm. Ryan, I know you're a big hockey guy. Sun Prairie still is a co op, right? Yes. You are just got to be loving just the oh co-op. Oh, my God. The, like win-
2: <laughs> the winter's been a godsend, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I know you're big into hockey, and so, yeah, talk a little bit about Sun Prairie and what they're going to be like this year. You know, Sun Prairie was
2: a little disappointed last year, finishing fifth in the Big Eight. They thought they were a top-three team last year. They ended up finishing behind the Janesville Co-op as well as Madison Memorial. And so, you know, th- they lose three major pieces from each level of the, of the team this year. Davis Hamilton's gone. Dakota Ayers is gone. Uh, Noah McCrary's gone in goal. And so, but th- don't don't act like this team is bereft of talent. They have eight, like, seniors with major varsity experience returning. It all starts with L- Evan Luxford, who had 20 goals and 20 assists last year. Tyler Rawls and Adrian Low are goal scorers as well. They have two levels of defenders coming back for them this year, or two lines of defenders coming back for them this year. And so, uh, you know, the coach is very uh, very excited about this team. Obviously, it's going to be hard to catch up to teams like Verona and Middleton when it comes to boys hockey. Those are... Those are state powers, but he, he thinks that th- th- this is their year to be a top three team, push them, potentially sneak into a two spot, maybe a one spot. He thinks this team has the talent to do that.
0: Yeah, uh, for me, um, yeah, I've got MG and McFarland. So kind of what uh, Peter talked about a little bit, McFarland got off to a little bit of a slow start this year, uh, dropping their first two games, and uh, I think uh, they lost both of them like 7-1. to one. Uh, but uh, yeah, they rebounded really well against the uh, Forest. Mason Pomerening had a hat trick and a couple assists as well in that game too. Uh, they lo- lost all three All Conference players from last year, but this year uh, Caleb Deschambeau returns as an All Conference uh, player, and then also to uh, Paul Morris, Tegan O'Brien, Drew Snyder saw a lot of time on the ice last year and uh, had a lot of points for him. So I expect Spartans to kind of just be kind of in that you know top of the Badger. East uh race and then also to Monona Grove I think uh could surprise some people last year they struggled because they were really on the young side a lot of sophomores but now those sophomores are now juniors so Tyson Turner returns as an all-conference player but then also to Wyatt Groth is uh, a co-captain along with Elliot Sheehan uh and Trenton Carnes Bingham also are some uh Key players that come back for the Silver Eagles as well, too. So I think they could surprise some people as well, too. They got off to a good start this year, and their games have been a little bit more on the closer side. And even in the games that they've lost, I think they dropped one recently against Muskego, but seeing the improvement already from those guys. So uh, definitely excited to see about that. But we got I can't p- believe your teams have been playing already. I'm going to Sun Prairie's opener tonight. Is
1: that right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no, McFarland got
2: off All to. He's
1: got four games already. Yeah, no, right. I'm
2: <laughs> hearing you guys talk about like what's already happened. I was like. I'm going to the opener. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, McFarlane, like, got off, like, it was, like, almost the day after Thanksgiving, I want to say. Well, they, really? They, they started, like, really early for something. Wow. And then um, MG got around, like, a couple days after that. But, yeah, that, that's kind of interesting. I thought, like, well, boys basketball, I think all or no, – we'll see, it's weird because football all starts basically on the same day except for some of the games that you have on a Thursday, but, like, I would kind of like to see a parody a little bit, like where it's like, all right, you know, basketball is all going to start on this day. Right, right. This day. And like, because it's obviously all going, like, the last game is going to be, you know, stay or something. Yep. That's just kind of my thing. That's like 20 different things I could probably bring up with the WIA, (laughs) like, hey, change this. But I also. Make
2: this easier for me specifically. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: But I do like how you brought up that, at least. I do think that they're going in the right direction with the girls uh, wrestling, at least having it in the Cole Center. Yeah. Um, Don't
2: make it a separate event. It's the same
0: sport. Yeah, and especially, like, also, too, ha- I drove up there uh, in my mom's car because my car was in the shop and did not realize that her air conditioning was on when I was driving up there. So driving up there, middle of February, air conditioning was on, and I was like, This <laughs> miserable." kind very interesting. But it was a lot of fun up there. Yeah, actually, that reminds me because Cambridge had one female wrestler, Avery Tia, uh, that yeah. – uh, got third, I believe, uh, in her weight bracket, and she had a really good time up there. So Yeah, I uh,
1: forgot to mention Wanakees, to uh, Madison Mercurio and Caitlin Oddson's. So.
0: Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun up there. But, hey, that's going to do it, though, for this week's edition of the podcast. We will see you next time. Thank you.